This is Sober Company. We're a podcast about modern sobriety. My name is Lacey. And my name's Nick. And today we are taking questions from friends. Ooh. Yes. We asked around to some of our quote unquote normies, I think they're called. That's what they call That's the them. Lingo. That's what people do call them normies, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. No, they're not it's normal like, at all. Yeah, no. We never insult them in that way. Yeah. No, these are people who have not experienced addiction. Right. And they have loved ones who are in recovery. And they sent us some questions about things they've always kind of thought about and are maybe feeling too awkward to ask directly to their friends or partners or family members or what have you. So we'd also like to remind people that we're taking these questions from our own personal experience. And, you know, I think a lot of our feedback may probably or will be talk to your friends and get their opinions on oh, this for stuff. Sure, yeah. But so just a reminder that this is obviously just yeah. us and our experience don't and what listen. we think. Yeah, no, you can listen you to can? us. You yeah. can? Oh, maybe you. I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> wild, wild stuff. Like, yeah. So, okay. So I think, so I'll ask you one of the questions and you answer and then I'll, oh, wow. and we can go is back and forth. Okay, cool. That sounds okay. great. All right. So the first question is, should I invite my sober friend to my party or any equipment? Or any occasion where there's alcohol or drugs. Oh, wow. This is a good question. So what do you think, Nick? I haven't seen These are all your friends that you got the questions from. So yeah. these are all like hot off the press to me because I haven't reviewed them beforehand. So this is like, wow. I will tell you, audience, question. that I gave these to him prior. <laughs> <so he laughs> could review. Hey, I'm a very busy person. <laughs> He's a New Yorker. He like, yeah. Um, so... You know, I, as like a sober person, I did encounter that issue a lot. And yeah. I think I always appreciated that my friend would at least ask me yes. to go to something. You yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. I think I would actually be more pissed off if I found out my friend was having a party and they didn't invite me Yeah, just because I'm sober. Yeah. So I think to this, to this question, should I invite my friend? Yeah, I think of course you should invite your friend. You don't want your friend to find out about it from like your other friends and be like, oh, dude, there's a dope party. In your your stories. You know, because that like would bring up some weird feelings. Yes. I think, you know, sadness. Yeah. Sadness of not being included or just like also just reinforcing that view of like, oh, shit, I'm sober and I can't do the things that I normally used to do. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you don't, you know, but at least that would be your friend's choice. Right. In that matter. Like you've given them the invitation and, you know, depending on where they're at in their sobriety, I know there was plenty of times that I would like not go places right. just because I wasn't at that place in my life where I could go there mm-hmm. or I would go and maybe, Peace you know, out. you know, well, this actually like brings up uh, another issue though, because let me turn this around on you. Say, you know, I'm having the party uh-huh. and I invite you and you're the you're the friend that's you know trying to get sober. Yeah. And you accept my invitation to come to the party. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, Lacey's coming to my party, but there's going to be alcohol and drugs at this party. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Nothing. I think the person's responsible for their own actions. Yeah, but what if they ruin the party? That's that's just part of life. I mean, yeah, I bad things happen. All you know, yeah. 
I think it's, it's the person's responsibility to know in what place they're at. And I think if somebody's tempted, I mean, I think you take them aside and have a conversation with them and say like, I'm here for you, you know, and yeah. I'm here to support you. And, you know, or maybe another friend leaves with them and takes them somewhere they're more comfortable. But I used to bring leaders of seltzer and just hog them to myself. I, my friends still joke about this, like looking over and seeing me chug like a liter of seltzer in the mm. corner of a party. I don't know why I did that to myself, honestly, go to parties in early recovery, but cause I was super uncomfortable, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good practice and it's good to go with people who know you're sober because they can support you and your decisions. And like, it, it's just nice to know that other people know that you've, made those decisions and are there and, and you know, that that's a support system yeah. inherently. I also think it's a different point uh, or another thing to say is that if your friends says, no, I can't, I'm not going to go to your party or go to the bar with you or whatever it is, like the first five, 10 times, 15 times, keep inviting them, you know, like yeah. if they're not comfortable the first few times, they may get comfortable. I think that's also important is just keep inviting them out. And they can make the decision yeah. for themselves. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. I definitely think you should invite the person. But like now thinking about my own experience, there's been times where my friends have invited me to parties and I've like, you know, made a scene. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. And then they're like- But that was when you like were in active addiction or the, when you were sober? Yeah, I guess it was active addiction. I think it's different. So it wasn't about. sober. But like that whole thing- was still like my, you know, persona of, oh, Nick's going to like do something crazy, you know, if he gets out of control. Right. So then like, even my friend had one of, you know, he had a wedding and it's like a big fancy wedding. And he was like, dude, you cannot drink at my wedding. Cause you're going to like ruin my wedding if you drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we're talking about our friends who are, are sober and like, how do we walk around? Maybe, maybe. These but at that point I was sober and oh. he was still telling me like, <laughs> I'm going to invite you to my party, but you better make sure that you're not going to drink. You know right. what I mean? Right. Because even if you're like sober, there's still like a, you know, it depends on where you're at with your sobriety, right? Right. Yeah. You, if this you is you're like, we, we don't, we haven't qualified like what the sober actually means, right? That's a good point. So if it's somebody like us who are pretty like, you know, it, we've been we have some doing this for yeah. a while, you know, yeah. that's not an issue because I know that you know, it's not gonna be an issue, but if I'm like having struggles with it, right. then I might actually think twice to be like, that's true. Maybe I don't want to invite this friend to the party just cause like it's going to expose them to something. So maybe in that case, you uh, just have an honest conversation with yeah. them and be like, dude, I, think- I know that you're going through some shit and you're trying to get, you know, right. off of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And this might be a triggering situation for you. you right. Know what I mean? right. Right. And so maybe it's coming at it that way. In any case, that person has to have some like out or some support system, you know? Yes. Because then you go to a party and I'm like, I would be able to text somebody right. in my program. Right. Be like, dude, or I'm have someone in. come with you. If somebody come with you is even better. Yeah. But just have accountability that you can check in and check out. Right. You know? And also peace out was my, just leave. Well, this yeah. is, this is the, this is advice for the people in recovery, but just leave. If you're not comfortable, if you're bored, if you're feeling awkward, just leave. Like you do not have to stay. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I, I mean, I love leaving early. It's just, and I, you have, well, it also sucks hanging out with like a bunch of drunk people and people who get high, you know? Yeah. Do you not think, well, at a certain point, it's just kind of like enough. Yeah. Like I have to like exit the situation because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to make me want to do it. You know? Uh, for me, I just get bored. Yeah. Well, I mean, boredom is like a trigger. That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah, you would get bored and then you'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to like 
partake, you know? Yeah. So like your advice exactly, you you can just bounce whenever, Yeah. you know? Yeah. But again, we're getting off. I'm definitely not good at giving advice because we're supposed to give advice to your friend and I'm giving your advice to this other like <laughs> other person. The person You're like, hey, bounce. Don't even go. <laughs> this, this party's not even worth it. For you, like, forget it, man. Figure out who's at the party first. Ask for the guest list. See if anyone's <laughs> cool there. If it's nobody cool there, you don't even need to go, you know? All is right. your friend that cool that's throwing the party? <laughs> what kind of party is this? What kind of <laughs> snacks they got? Figure out the snack situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also good advice for the, the sober person, too. Bring BYOS, bring your own seltzer. Oh, yeah. Well, not even seltzer. There's so many drinks now available well, whatever. in the non alcoholic market. I'm just you know saying, like, mean? bring your own shit and don't let people touch it to be their, like, mixers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a good I point. would bring yeah. it and, like, put it in a bag underneath my chair. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't put it anywhere where people can get to it. But I feel like you could go and like there's all these cool non-alcoholic drinks that are coming out now. Oh, that yeah, people, I know. like might actually be like, oh, shit, this person's fucking cool. They well, got the cool shit. You know whatever. what I mean? You're cool because you're not drinking anyway. So Yeah, that's what I mean. So you, told, you totally twist the whole situation and then everyone at the party is like, why am I even drinking and doing drugs anymore? That's right. This person you would is just so blow much cooler. their mind because you're drinking you know I mean? recess or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the advice. Just right. flip the whole game. Well, hopefully we actually answered that question, <laughs> which I think ultimately is yes, invite your friends. If you think they're really early and shaky, have an honest conversation with them about if it would be helpful for them to go. Yeah. So yes, moving on. Why don't you? I, yeah, I'm going to ask you the next one. Okay. So this question is, should I acknowledge my friend's anniversary of being sober What's the appropriate thing to say, do? So I think it's nice to be acknowledged for your, if you know your friend's soberversary, I think it's nice. I know I have a very good friend who texts me on that day. She has it saved in her calendar because she's incredibly considerate. Oh, that's amazing. I know. It's nice. I, you know, I think different people like to do different things. I think that day it is just nice. Oh, it's hella nice. You know, it's, it's like the hardest thing in the world to get like a year sober. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that I think like first year of sobriety is like probably hard like one. the hardest shit you've ever done in your entire life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could say, oh, do you want to go out for dinner? Do you want to go to the spa? Do you want to do something specific to yeah. mark this? You know, or if you know them well enough and know that they would enjoy that, then do that too. Yeah. I think you can see it in as, as an alternative to a birthday. Yeah, for sure. You should give them a present. <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> give a- <laughs> Go to Tiffany's. Yeah, I mean, like, I would rather celebrate my sober anniversary than my birthday, actually. Actually, because a birthday was so ingrained with, like, getting drinking. fucked up and drinking and stuff like that. So a soberversary is, like, something totally different. So something that's so much more special to a person once they get sober, right? Yeah, what, what would you like to be... Uh, Gifted or the no, six pack of baristas. What would you like? What acknowledgement would you appreciate on your sober anniversary? I think just like you know, a text message, yeah, would be fine. Like a couple like, of nice gifts, like a couple really quality, highly selected, curated gifts. Oh, I don't know about that. GIFs, but, oh, yeah, G- yeah. I thought you were saying gifts. Like gift presents now. I meant yeah. like text yeah. GIFs. Yeah. Yo, oh my God. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like a high quality meme. 
Yeah, exactly. Like a very like, loving right. meme. Yeah. It also depends too, like on the person, right? Because like we're very like out and open about this stuff. Maybe this person's not so out and open about it, right? But a text is private. Text is private. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think just a I think you're I think you're wonderful. I love this who you are. I love yeah. the sober you. Yeah. But I also like the idea of like doing some wellness related thing, like going to a spa or get a massage or yeah. something like that. If you want to really do nice some time. kind of or a hike. Yeah. All that stuff's great. Yeah. Okay, I think that one was pretty easy. You have some really nice friends. I do. Like, I love These are my all friends. like very considerate answers. I know. It's getting into the harder stuff here. If you suspect a f- sober friend of a slip, should you ask them? And if so, what's the best way to ask? Ooh, this actually comes up a lot. Yeah. We do, we do it with our friends. Yeah. Uh, just in like recovery circles too. It's just That's what like, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. If I suspect something, I'll probably ask other people around. around. And I think like generally when this happens, like there's just the scuttlebutt of like people yeah. talking about something or somebody's not showing up and it may be like a pattern of this happening and it's kind of like, you know, something's up if right. this person's not showing up or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. If I suspect that, then I would probably text the person and just say, hey, what's up? You know, haven't heard from you. Just, you know, checking in, yeah. you know, and yep. not even ask if they've been doing anything. Just, you know, just saying what's up, Yeah, you know, and I would think that's the best way to ask. Yeah, It's just not like directly saying like, hey, man, are you fucked up? Like whatever, right. you know, being like, hey, what's up? Yep. What would you agree with that? Yes. So that's exactly what I would say. Text them. Hey, uh, yeah. Like I, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? Yeah. Also set up something to see them. Maybe go out with them. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're going to get somebody on to talk about this in a more professional way at some point about having a relationship or with somebody who's an active addiction. But if they are using, you can't do anything about it. You know, that's something that they have to experience. But I think it can be hard and awkward, but I think being honest and open about things and kind of acknowledging that this is part of the process, that recovery isn't a straight line. It's, it's, you know, there's ups and downs and curves and people have to experience slips and relapse in order to find their ultimate right path and get to where they need to be. It's, it's having kindness and compassion for that person and just saying like, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think a check-in and then like a coffee date or something. Yeah. And you can make it about you. You can say, oh, I'd love to talk to you about X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then get the deal when you see them. Yeah, it is like a scary thing. It's really hard. It's a really hard thing to to deal with, you know, on yeah. both sides. I remember like because I had slips and relapses and, you, you know, my sponsor at the time, he was just like, well, I guess you have to experiment more because you're not like convinced yet. Right. You know? Yeah. Which was, I think, a very AA it way of doing it. Yes. And I think, you know, they had this concept of rock bottom and, you know, You have to, I don't necessarily believe in that anymore, but at the time it kind of made sense to me a little bit. Like maybe I do need to experiment with like, I'm not convinced that this is a a problem yet. So it's like, like you said, like everyone's path is different and everyone has their own way to getting to it. But on the other side of it, it is really scary because I've known people who've gone out and died. You know what I mean? And I 
almost was in that situation as well, you know? Right. And so it's like, fuck, like, yeah, as a friend and being on the other side, it's just, you know, I, I think when you're like that, you just ha don't have a lot of hope and you don't feel like people care about you and you maybe you don't even care about something. So just having somebody on the other end caring about you. Hi, June. Like your dog. Like my dog. My dog cares about me, especially if I have a treat. Yeah. So I love your advice and just, you know, reaching out and just letting someone know that you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah. I guess this is very on the uh, similar lines to the previous question, but how do you deal with fear of relapse? Do you discuss it with them? So, yeah, I think um, if you're in a longer term relationship with somebody, maybe this is more of a partnership or maybe it's a friendship, but I think it's more the kind of thing if you say you're in a romantic relationship with somebody and you know them to be sober and, but you know, there's this kind of maybe overhanging fear that this could all be taken away from you if this person uses, you know, mm -hmm. and it's hard. Like, I honestly don't have a straightforward question answer to this. I, I know it's a, it's a fine line to walk because you want to be able to express concern and, you know, make sure someone's keeping up with their lifestyle and their routine. Cause a lot of things like there's certain things that are important for me, I know routine, my routine is very important to me. Uh, having a healthy like meditation and healthy eating habits and exercise. And if you notice, for example, your partner is getting off of their routine as maybe like in a bad mood or da, 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 you know, like is kind of slipping in their other healthy behaviors and you don't want to nag about that. But I think in all situations, I think instead of kind of nagging or kind of constantly bringing something up, it's more impactful to have a heartful, heartfelt, serious conversation, maybe one or two, if two, if necessary, that says maybe, okay, here's an idea. When they're, they're sober and in a good place, what are the things that I should look for if you are nearing relapse? That's a good idea. And what are yeah. the things that I should do? Yeah. And I think asking that, having that conversation means that you respect their sobriety and you respect their process and you take it very seriously and you're asking them on their dice advice about their potential future self. Yeah. And you're asking them in a place when they're doing good. Yeah. And they're feeling good. And so they're not filled with the fear and resentment and all the other things that go along with those sensitive areas where you're kind of nearing unhealthy behavior. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you get you get the list from them. Yeah. Here, here are things that you can do that are, would be helpful for me. Yeah. I think I actually had to do an exercise like that with my therapist and it's really like oh, saying okay. like, you know, what the trigger is and then like, how do you respond yeah. if that trigger happens, you know? Yeah. And I think your point, you know, talking about it, it's actually really helpful to just document that yeah. if you're like in a partnership or right. relationship with someone, right. just so you have it on paper. So when something happens and you recognize one of those behaviors, you can go up to your partner and be like, Hey, remember we talked about this. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like maybe this is going on. Is this what's happening here? Yeah. Like, let me know what's going on here because we talked about, we said we would have a check-in or whatever At it this is. Point, you know? yeah, yeah, like a check-in. I like that. Yeah. It can be like, how can I support you during that time? And if you, as the person who is not in recovery, 
June is being really active right now, (laughs) is not recovery. If there's something with your mental health or your physical health that you could be supportive in, supported in, that's also when you have the, you have the conversation at the same time. So it's not all about the other person, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it has to go both ways. Yeah. Like if I do this, this means that I'm feeling shitty and whatever, I'll go down this hole, you know? Yeah. I guess. Cause like we were saying at the beginning of this, like your quote unquote normie, normal friends are doing this, but like nobody's really normal, right? No. Even people who don't have like addiction not. issues are going through some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. got some shit going on, you know, especially, you know, when you have like a close relationship with someone, it's important to just keep that communication open. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, everyone can just help everyone, you know? Right. Just be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it can become this kind of mammoth thing that goes unspoken, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really hard to penetrate. So the sooner you have those conversations, I think the better. Yeah. And it's really about respecting their process and kind of holding their sobriety to a certain level of esteem, you know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, let's see. How can I make sure my friend doesn't have to pay evenly for group dinners where everybody else ordered a ton of booze? Mm. Are you going to answer this? Yeah, I will again just say like your friends are very cool and very considerate. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you're... you're uh, you're welcome to be part party. Oh, them. really? Yeah, you're welcome to. Do you go to dinners like this where like people are getting a of ton course. of booze? Really? Yeah. So this is like experiential question that they're asking. Yeah. Because they're like, we just ordered and yeah, cocktails are expensive. buckets of booze. Yeah, I mean it adds up. <laughs> oh yeah. And then what happens at the end? Everyone's like, well, we're too drunk to do math right now, so let's just split it five ways. I think. And then this... you're like, what? I think so. this kind and considerate person that wrote this question, like, I think it's about advocating for somebody else so they don't always have to do the work. You know, it's, I will be like, no, I'm not paying for your fucking. Oh, cause they, yeah. It's just like cutting it off at the pass. And yeah. Just, like, just to be considerate. I, yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't have a problem being like, yo, I, one of the best things about not drinking is not having to pay for it. So. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, we go out to eat a lot. With our yes. recovery group. And yeah. whenever the check comes, it's like everyone looks. It. No, we don't split it. Like people look at what they ordered and pay for what they ordered. That's true. Yeah. Nobody does that. Unless like now in the age of Venmo or whatever, somebody can pay for the whole thing exact and then you could just Venmo them. Thing. So this just seems lazy if you're going to just split it. I feel like you would just say like, I guess you get into a situation if somebody is saying like, hey, we're just going to split it then you have to speak up and say like, yeah. oh, and that actually, like makes actually. you, yeah. And that makes you seem like an asshole. Right. You're, you're like, like oh, what's with this cheap ass <laughs> drinking water? Yeah. No, I, so, so I think the who question is. asshole come, ordered a seltzer? Yeah, I know. I think it's very nice. And I think it's, oh, let's make sure Lacey doesn't have to pay for our alcohol. Lacey can just pay for her dinner or whatever she, she ate. Yeah. I think that's just considerate. Yeah. So I think it's just like looking at the receipt. Lacey, you only pay hey, $50 Lacey, because... you owe this and everyone else owes this, you know? Right, so exactly. I think like, yeah, just taking charge, getting the receipt and, you know, yeah. dividing it up. Yeah. You know? So, but that's a very kind, considerate question. It is. It's a good... It is cool. So it's a good 
way to leave off because we are going to have a part two of this because we got so many questions. Yeah. Which is awesome. And if you guys have any more questions, you can get in contact with us. So you can post those questions on Instagram and we'll answer them in the next episode. Cool. So yeah, like Lacey said, you can get in contact with us on our Instagram at SoberCo Podcast. You can also find all our episodes on the web at SoberCompanyPodcast.com and on all the distribution channels, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you could leave a comment, give us some feedback, that would be amazing. So until next time, we'll leave you with our theme music by John Tessier. Courtesy of Said So Sound. Whoa, what was that look? Do you see that look, June? Do you know what that look said? It said, my hand's tied now. Do you get that look all the time from her, Jim? She does. Yeah. That's a scary look. <laughs> I feel your pain, June. I'm scared too. <laughs> <laughs>